Should Jordan Love ask for a trade from the Green Bay Packers? Plus, what's the market for Marquez Valdez-Scantling and how does it affect the Green Bay Packers' future? You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter McCash, going to cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today on the show, we are talking about Jordan Love, and we are talking about this Packers offseason. What is next? Where do we go from here? Those are critical questions because we don't know anything about what's going to happen next for the Green Bay Packers. Let's start with Jordan Love, but before we go... Thanks to those who make Locked On Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. This Jordan Love situation reminds me of what went down with Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. And earlier this week, we talked about the potential for a Jordan Love trade market. And we got Diana Rossini from ESPN talking about the the Colts aren't interested, although they were interested pre-draft. They liked him as a prospect, but I think they're in more win-now mode. And so a, a young, undeveloped quarterback, not necessarily their cup of tea, which I think we should all understand. Andrew Brandt, friend of the show, has talked about this, talked about this on our show, that when he was in the front office, One of the things that they had to do was manage Brett Favre, who was going, why did they take this kid? What is the deal? Like, are you trying to push me out of here? What what the heck? And Aaron Rodgers and his camp, who are going, is our guy ever going to play? And so this is where we need... The contract details. Let's get to that in a second. If you're Jordan Love, and this really is a two, a three, a four-year deal. If this is a contract that Aaron Rodgers could legitimately play two, three years on or more, you are trying to dip. You are wanting out. If you're Jordan Love, because you're going, you're not going to pick up my option. And then I'm going to go having no experience. I'm going to have to be probably a backup somewhere. And I don't want to do that. That's not the best thing for me. And by the way, it's not. So we talked about the way the QB market looks right now. Bad draft class. Jordan Love, probably QB1 in this draft class. Like latest QB2, but I think he's better than Malik Willis. And the trade market, Barron, Carson Wentz going to the Commanders, good old commies trading for Carson Wentz. Jimmy G, we don't know. 
Kirk Cousins, we don't know if he's going to be moved at all. Baker Mayfield, who knows? There are plenty of teams out there who could be looking for quarterback help. Colts, although they're apparently not interested in Jordan Love. Falcons, if they trade Matt Ryan. Saints, who have no quarterback to speak of at this point. Steelers. There are plenty of teams out there who could use a young, cheap, developmental quarterback. Someone who, even if you have a guy, might have even more upside than the guy you have. The Browns, for example. I mean, they have plenty of draft capital. Baker Mayfield, probably not on the team beyond this year. Why not give up a pick? To fix the most important position on your team. More to the point though. If you're Jordan Love. You don't want to be here because the Packers in a year. Have to make a decision on his fifth year option. And if all they've seen is some camp. And another preseason. Why would they spend the money to pick up that fifth-year option? That fifth-year option is going to be significant money. That's going to be real money. If you're paying Aaron Rodgers too, or you're eating his dead cap hit, you probably cannot justify spending that money on Jordan Love. So if you're Jordan Love, you're going, I can't be here. Send me to Cleveland. Send me to Pittsburgh. Send me anywhere. And and I, I think I mentioned this the other day. Josh Rosen had the worst statistical season a rookie quarterback has ever had. He got a second and change for that. Now, we haven't seen Jordan Love play a season. He was not as well thought of before the draft as Josh Rosen. I, I happen to love Josh Rosen pre-draft. I, I thought he was the best quarterback in that draft. I was wrong about that. But if you're Jordan Love, you're going, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. On the other hand, on the other hand, if this is really, and friend of the show, Andrew Brandt pointed this out, If this is really just a one-year deal, if this is really just a one-year deal that could be a two-year deal, then if you're the Packers, you're holding on to Jordan Love. You're sticking with your guy because you can. Because he could still be the future of your franchise. And I think if you ask Brian Gutekinds deep down, he would say, I'd really like Jordan Love to get a chance to be the quarterback of the future for the Green Bay Packers. And I think if you asked Aaron Rodgers... He would say deep down, I would like Jordan Love to get the chance to be the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, not because it would it would uh, undercut his position of, hey, you did this thing for me against me. You made this play against me thinking I was washed. But because I think Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love actually have a legitimately good relationship in Rodgers is the kind of person that actually wants Jordan Love to succeed in ways that Brett Favre didn't for Aaron Rodgers. I do think that part of this is real. 
Now, do I think that that means Rodgers is magnanimous enough to step aside before he's ready? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and nor should he, nor would I. Okay? So, again, not a slight on Aaron Rodgers at all. He should play and be the quarterback for the Green Bay Packers as long as he thinks he wants to be. But I, I do think he's cognizant of this idea. And so, again, if you're Jordan Love, assuming the contract says Rodgers is going to be around for a while, and this is a big assumption because we still have not seen the numbers. We don't know what the what the APY is. We don't know what the total money is. We don't know what the cap hit in 2022 or 2023 is going to be. Although our understanding is they're both going to be low. We also, if we're going to just read the tea leaves here, heard Brian Gutekinds talk about a three-year window. We don't know what year we're in of the three-year window. Was last year the first year? Was last year the second year? I think you could make the case it was the second year. You could also make the case it was the first year. The first year, they're, they're going through all the salary cap shenanigans, the salary cap hell, even though it's more like salary cap purgatory. And this year's year two. You get 2023 with Aaron Rodgers, and then you move on to fifth-year extension Jordan Love. Now, that's going to be more difficult because the fifth year is going to be a significant amount of money. And that's when, in this theoretical instance, you're getting all of that dead cap from Aaron Rodgers. Now, can they do things to make that easier? If their salary cap situation is in a better place, they may be able to wait and do the thing that the, the Saints did and have it be a June 1st retirement, and you get to save the money and spread it out and all that stuff. In a perfect world, you get to do that with Aaron Rodgers too. He could also, also just take less money, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, if this is really a long-term deal for Aaron Rodgers, the thing the Packers could do for Jordan Love is to move him so he can have a chance to succeed. And, and if I'm Jordan Love, that's what I want. They don't have to do that, and I'm not worried about backup quarterbacks at all. If this is a short-term deal, if this is really a one-year deal for 2022 that could be in 2023 if Rodgers wants to play and they can restructure it and you put a big bonus in there that can then be spread out, then you keep love unless someone's going to blow you away with an offer. And by the way, I think someone could blow Green Bay away with an offer because of where this quarterback market is at this point. A lot more to come here on this edition of Locked on Packers. Before we get there, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. It's that time of year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. For all the latest odds, contests, player props, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering and information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Make sure you're listening to Locked On NFL. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available on all platforms. I want to talk about our friend Marquez Valdez Scantling. And I want to talk about him because Tom Pelissero over at the NFL Network reported that the market for Quez 
could be in that 10 plus million dollar range. And before you push back, because I can feel a lot of you going, wait, 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 nah, 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 nah. Before you do that, last offseason, Curtis Samuel, who was wide receiver three for the Panthers the season prior, and Nelson Aguilar, who is just objectively a draft bust by the Philadelphia Eagles, each got $11 plus million in free agency. There's a lot of money out there, and, and there are a lot of teams who have that money that need receiver help. The Chargers, the Colts, the Patriots, the, the like all the teams at the top of the salary cap list. They all, and, and, and part of that is because every team could use a receiver, but you, you understand that having speed is an essential thing that every NFL team needs. There is going to be a market. There is going to be a market for Marquez Valdez scaling, and it will be a robust market. And there are teams out there, the Jets, the Jaguars, the Raiders, teams that run a scheme that fits what MVS is. The Dolphins, Will Fuller is going to walk out the door. They could use him. The Colts. That there are going to be plenty of teams that are willing to say, we'll, we'll give you all the money. We'll give you all the money. Please just come here and run really fast down the field for us instead of Green Bay. And if you're Marquez Valdez-Scaling, you're going, show me the money. I'll take it. Thank you. And this is a guy from St. Petersburg. If Jacksonville were to come calling, they desperately need speed. DJ Chark is a free agent. They signed Marvin Jones. He's He can't run anymore. LaVisca Chenault could never run. They need that deep element, especially with Trevor Lawrence. You bring in a veteran, a guy from a winning organization, and he instantly transforms your culture in a positive way. For the Packers, then you're going, how does the offense work then? Because last year we saw there was a big difference in this offense when Quez was out there versus when he wasn't. When MVS was out there, this team scored almost a touchdown without the extra point, more per game than when he was. They scored almost a touchdown more without the extra point per game when he was out there than when he wasn't. Now, do I think he's actually that valuable? No, and I've said that. But he's certainly, to this offense, because of what Devontae is and his ability to work in all parts of the field and because of what Alan Lazard is and isn't, you need that speed element. So Chris Olave, George Pickens, Christian Watson, you have some, some guys further down the list, maybe Tyquan Thornton who blew up the combine with his 40 time. There's guys in this draft who are very, very fast that could be that speed option. Now, there's also guys out there. Robbie Anderson could be on the market. The Panthers, apparently, six months after extending him, could be saying, eh, we're good. 
which it's hilarious. It's hilarious. This all dovetails into a discussion that I wanted to have about pass catchers with the Packers. Improving your passing offense is about so much more than just drafting receivers. And the Packers drafted three receivers on day three a couple of years ago, EQ, MVS, and Jamon Moore. And Moore flamed out of the league. EQ, you know, he's a fringe NFL player in terms of what we've seen so far. I think he's more talented than that, but we haven't seen much more than that from him. And Marquez Valdez-Gantling is, is a legitimate NFL receiver, probably an, an, under, an underqualified wide receiver two, but an overqualified wide receiver three. He's a wide receiver two and a half. It's a pretty good player you're going to get on day three of the NFL draft. When you go back over the years of the Packers drafts, they've been highly successful drafting receivers. They've been as successful as anyone in the league, maybe not named the Pittsburgh Steelers, at doing it, especially if you look at only Ron Wolf disciples, Ron Wolf plus Ted Thompson plus Brian Gutekinds and exclude the Robert Ferguson of it all with Mike Sherman and, and everything that went on there. But the criticism from fans over the last few years has been that they have not prioritized the receiving game, not, not prioritized finding a wide receiver two for Devontae Adams. So let's just go back a couple years. Ty Montgomery, 2015. Well, he had to get moved to running back. He showed some nice things as a pass catcher, made some explosive plays. I think he was a good player and could have continued to be a good player for Green Bay. Like he's the kind of the perfect Matt LaFleur guy. Jets, screens, put him in the backfield, let him run angle routes, Texas routes, um, kick returner. Like if he would have been drafted now, I think he's kind of the perfect guy for this offense. I think it's probably the train has sailed on that. Shout out to the people who get that joke. Beyond that, you have the 2018 group. Since then, though, this is when a lot of people start to get upset. Jay Sternberger was a top 100 pick. Josiah DeGuara was a top 100 pick. They invested in pass catchers. They signed Mercedes Lewis. Now he's a tackle playing tight end. But they brought him in to be a tight end. Big Bob Tunyon turned out to be a really solid player. You don't need to just draft receivers to make your passing game better. It just so happens that the Jay Sternberger pick did not work out in Green Bay. It just so happens that Josiah DeGuara tore his ACL in a season where they were really excited about what he could do and was set to be a real part of this offense and an offense that turned out to be just fine. They were the best offense in the league, one of the best offenses of the last 10 years for Aaron Rodgers. And they were they were using him sparingly at the beginning of last season, but he got more and more run after Big Bob Tunyon got hurt. You would hope that that would be the case. Still, those picks have just not worked out the way that they thought that they would. That's not a lack of investment. That is just a failure of those investments. And this is something that we've talked a lot about on this show. 
The Packers have also thrown a lot of money in the Brian Gutekunst era at the offensive line. Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers. Those two guys could be stalwarts on this offense for years to come. You sign Billy Turner. He's been a terrific piece. The last two years, you sign key veterans, Dennis Kelly and Rick Wagner, who helped the Packers win regular season games, helped them win playoff games when they've had injuries at offensive line. You add in John Runyon Jr., who's turned into a solid NFL pro. Royce Newman, who I think has nice potential to be an NFL pro. An extension for Lucas Patrick. A, a top-of-market deal for, for David Bakhtiari, where, you know, maybe the old administration would have said, you know, David, you're going to get the Josh Sitton treatment. And maybe that would have been the right call, considering he tore his ACL, you know, within minutes of signing that contract, it seems. Re- drafting receivers, signing receivers, and don't sign receivers. Just don't, really don't do that. Good receivers don't hit the market, generally speaking. But drafting receivers is not the only way to improve your passing game. This is this is essential. This is essential. You can do more than just draft receivers. You can draft tight ends. You can draft pass-catching running backs if that's the kind of thing that you need for your offense to work. Green Bay doesn't need it, but it helps Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, especially A.J. Dillon's growth there has made them more dynamic than they would otherwise be. It helps to be able to have tight ends who can catch balls because then you can play out of 12 personnel. You can play out of 11 and and really punish teams who need to have safeties cover your tight ends versus linebackers. So many different ways you can attack offenses. I mean, the Chiefs have one receiver and one tight end who scare you, and that's good enough to beat you. Right now, the Packers have one receiver who scares you. And that's why I think MVS is a valuable player on this team. It's one of the reasons why we're doing a whole segment on this is because his ability to get down the field is fundamental to what you need from this offense and what you're getting from this offense. So for the Packers, you need to find a replacement for MVS. Chris Olave, Christian Watson, George Pickens, Tyquan Thornton. They're, They're guys... They're guys in this draft to go get. Would Will Fuller coming off a season where he was like hurt and and you know that had the suspension? Would he come in for like one one year four another prove it deal? Matt Lafleur loves Will Fuller. I do too. I love that deal for them. You need to find that speed element in this offense. If you can get a run after catch element, all the better. Chris Olave doesn't really give you that. George Pickens doesn't really give you that. Christian Watson could potentially give you that. I really like Christian Watson as a fit for Green Bay. And it's all the more reason why yesterday we talked about the need for draft capital and and cheap draft pieces. 28, trade down to like 36, add add a third or a fourth, and then draft Christian Watson. That's a really nice, that's a really nice situation for Green Bay to be in. Because again, they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of holes to have to try and fill. Giggity. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year where the weather starts to get a little warmer, and you're starting to think about, oh, I get to be outside, and then you go, wait, I got to be outside. People are going to see me. 
I need to make sure that I'm looking right, that I'm feeling right, that I'm eating right. Built Bar can help you do that. They've got Built Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow, fluffy marshmallowy and covered in 100% chocolate. All Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate. But, and I don't know how they do it, but they do it. They're low calorie, they're high protein, they're high in fiber. Replace your candy bars with these. Replace your everyday snack with these. I do. I have them most days. Whether it's just because I'm hungry or I'm working out or something like that, I grab a Built Bar to help me get through to the next stage of whatever I'm doing. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to try them for yourself. They've got so many flavors to try. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. Unbelievable. Plus all the puffs flavors. Churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. So many options for you to choose from, and they're all good. They're all good. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Come. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. A lot more to come on Locked On Packers in the coming days and weeks. So stick with us. We're going to be around... We need the details on the Aaron Rodgers contract. We need the Devontae Adams contract to come in. They need to make that deal. And then we're still waiting. Are they going to move on from Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner, Dean Lowry, Mason Crosby? Just a couple days now. Just a couple days now before the new league year starts. Starts next week. And the Packers have to be under the cap. They've got plenty of work to do to get there. So we'll talk about all of that. The big news, when it drops, we will do emergency podcasts. They'll be on YouTube first. Go, go subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter to see all the updates at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you will get Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up with the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920 341 3775. Stay Locked on Packers.